This is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Oh yeah. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the bullpen. Patrick oh. Osborne, Brandon Elkins with you here on 1027 ESPN. Oh, it's a it's a glorious day, is it not? It is a good day. I uh, I, I feel like there's something happening. Something Actually, happening. I feel like there's something going on right now. Uh, yes. we got about an hour and 33 minutes. Actually, if you want to put it more more uh, specifically, 30 minutes after you finish hearing our voices. 37. 37, correct. <laughs> that, that's when the game, that's when today's the, the most important baseball game of the day. What a crime to show it at 1 o'clock in the, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. All these games. What is up with that? I know got, they've been doing Braves, that for years. Phillies right now. I know. They've been doing this for years. I remember they did it in 95. I We had to listen to the game on the bus drive to uh, school, basically. Or I guess it would be on the way back because the game was on in the middle of the day, you know, if the playoffs. And we're talking 1995. Right. So I don't know why they feel like they've never, why they've never upgraded or updated how to handle the playoffs so everybody can get a nice primetime game because that's half the reason you're in the playoffs. What? To, right? be, to be seen? To be seen. Yeah, of course. And to be known. Of course. And to be showcased because baseball is so hard. And then they make the playoffs and then just be, you know, just like an afterthought. You got Phillies and Braves right now playing. How many people had to take the day off from work or can't watch and have to go to work and watch from work or whatever? Do they even work up there in Philadelphia? I don't know. Maybe. Although they are truest. So they're in in Atlanta. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just annoyed about the game times. That's all. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what you're not annoyed about is the fact that your team is in the postseason playing October baseball for the first time. You know, that's right. You know what? The last time. Win, dance, playoffs. The last time your team, like if, let's say there's a kid that was born the last, and and the same year that the last, that your team last made it to October baseball, they are this year now legally drinking age. They they can legally drink as of this year. It's been that long since your guys have played baseball in October. I have friends that have raised 18 to 20-year-old yeah. children between that that time. It's still not and as... I, thankfully, do not have children right now. Now, I, you know, as, as frustrating as it has to be, I, I would say that it's still probably not quite as bad as having been one of those Cub fans or Red Sox fans who lived and died having never seen, only hearing the stories. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. But at least they made World Series. At least they got there. Well, that's the thing. This team has never been when you don't know. You don't know. Ever. It it can't be as bad because you don't don't know the thrill of victory. Nor the agony of defeat when it comes to the World Series. I don't know. I feel like you're taking a shot at me a little bit. No, no, no. I'm just trying to make it feel better because your guys are going down in five. I don't need your pity, bro. Okay? (laughs) You're not going to break my spirit today and I'm going to show... Look, Tom is back, all right? Tom is back in Blink-182. Nothing's breaking the spirit today. You had to slip that in. I (laughs) did. you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, so tomorrow is pre-sale tickets when they come to the Moody Center next summer. I I didn't even know geriatrics could still play punk rock. Let me tell you, my friend, they can, and they just made a brand new album, too. That's not true. All three of them back, they just made a brand new album. Although, like I've been saying before, Matt Skiba killed it. As a replacement or as a as a holdover for Tom DeLong while he did his UFO thing, which I'm also thoroughly grateful for because I don't know if some of you know, but half the reason why the CIA had to release all their all their stuff is because of Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong and his organization. 
Just, UFOs. Just to reset. Talking about Blink-182, the band here, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, just in case. Welcome to Sports Talk. Welcome to Sports Talk with Blink-182. So we very much appreciated the setup from the guys, Jason and, well, I guess Jason and Nick, with the whole the baseball analysis. Yes, that will be coming up here on the bullpen. But we had to get through around first. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we have to set up. Yeah. You can't. You just can't launch right into it. Some people can. That's not what we do in the bullpen. The best transition you can do is go from music to sports. There you go. Like, obviously. There you go. Uh, but a few things we got to get to before we get into uh, some October baseball talk, including uh, brand new news out today. Brett Favre denying mm. wrongdoing and blaming the media amid his public welfare fraud scandal. Hmm. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's that's a, it's a shocking, fault. It's a shocking development. Yeah, right. That... The new the new thing is to just blame the media, even if, even if you're caught, it's still the media's yeah, fault. Yeah, it's it's only the media's fault. It's my I fault. I wonder how that started. It's my fault because on the news station I reported that story. I that's fake. News. I did this. Not 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 yet. Not Brett. No, but he says uh, he's done nothing wrong and he's been quote smeared in the media in response to his involvement in this spiraling welfare scandal there, there in Mississippi. Huh. Uh, in a statement given to Fox News Digital, he says, "quote I've been unjustly smeared in the media." Uh, I've done nothing wrong, and it is past time to set the record straight. No one ever told me, and I didn't know that funds designated for welfare recipients were going to the university or me. He's talking about um, Mississippi. University, or uh, was it Mississippi State? Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, I tried to help my alma mater. Oh, Southern Mississippi. That's what it was. Oh, crap. Uh, a public Mississippi State University raised funds for a wellness center. My goal was, and always will be, to improve the athletic facilities at my university, end quote. Now, after all that word salad, right? Uh, in case you need a little catching up, according to Mississippi State Audit, $77 million in temporary assistance for needy families, or TANF, funds were diverted from the poorest people in America's poorest state toward rich and powerful Mississippians. Six people arrested in this case, five of whom have pleaded guilty. Favre, not criminally charged yet, but he is a defendant in a civil lawsuit. He will be. Yeah, give it time. If, if It sounds like it's coming If there. you said six guys were our, six people were already charged with this, mm-hmm. not to mention there is... Evidence, allegedly evidence of text messages. Text messages. I've seen. Saying, uh, asking, basically asking Is anyone going to find out about what I'm doing? Yeah. It, will, will anybody be able to track this money from where it's coming from? I want to build this volleyball sta- uh, facility, this wellness center, and my daughter. People have been college. arrested for this. You know they, they are. arrested for less. Well, yeah. They, no, I'm just saying for this in uh, general. Yeah, yeah. So they are singing and dancing behind the scenes. I'm sure they're just building a case right now, and they are loving the fact that he's trying to deny this right now. And blaming the media. Is there any more guilty way to say any more way to say you're guilty than to just be like, well, I'm being smeared by the media. This ain't true. I, I mean, <laughs> blame the media is like guilty 101 at this point. He needs a new lawyer because if I'm not an attorney and I would have told him, dude, shut up and don't say anything. Not don't say, say a word. A don't say word. Pete. Don't say Pete. Don't say hello. God. Don't nod. Don't acknowledge anybody. You don't exist right now. What a moron. But no. So, uh, yeah, but uh, apparently uh, Southern Miss got $5 million in this TAMF money. They transferred from the Department of Human Services to a nonprofit and eventually to USM's Athletic Foundation. The Volleyball Facility Wellness Center was later built on campus. And text messages show far of push for funding for the volleyball facility while his daughter was on. That denial just made my blood boil. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is so infuriating. Now, he also, there's that issue with the $1.1 million for speaking fees. That Whatever. That's his that, that, thing. That, well, but they say, well, you never did it. Well, you got oh, paid, but you didn't come gotcha. to do it. Um, and so he's paid a lot of that back. Uh, and I mean, uh, he's But, but now back, he's whatever. being sued. Well, he's being sued for $228,000 in interest that he has not paid back. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Take it from the welfare fund. Right. Just don't tell anyone. Got a little bit of money there, right? <laughs> you need better 
you need better people in your crew, right? Seriously. You've got a bum crew there, Favre. The you, fact if you're going to be a heist man, yeah. you need better people in your crew. Yeah. It's almost worse. It is worse, that denial, rather than saying anything at all. Not saying anything at all would have been par for the course. Saying that, putting that out there... That's a bad look, man. No, look, I don't That's think. A bad yeah, it looks look. worse. Yeah. Whereas I don't think saying nothing, I don't think would have moved the needle at all either no. way. But certainly, it's not going to move backwards for Favre here. Nope. He's, he's, his public image is, is really suffering more and more daily in this. So. Absolutely. And yeah. it sucks. It really yeah. sucks. Yeah. I really, I was a big fan. I, I was a big fan of his when he was playing. Yeah, it's unfortunate you're taking advantage. And of even like that, his right? little cameo and something about Marion, man. That's, I just he was funny I about that. Yeah, that's right. He was funny. Wait, is that where the whole Favre thing comes from? I don't Brett know. Favre. That, I, I, know, that, I think it was from that movie. Because the brother in that movie. I don't remember. I saw that like I was like 18 years old when that came out in the theater. And so I mean, I, that was the only, one and only time I've ever seen 1998. that. 1998. Or okay, so I was 19 years 19. old. 19. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yo, you're so off. I know. Well, dude, uh, <laughs> those, those, I'm not even. Those gonna, months matter back then. I'm not, I'm not gonna. Pre-21. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that's the latest in the Brett Favre saga. Uh, stay tuned for uh, criminal charges that have not been pressed, uh, have not been filed. Oh, There's no reports coming. that any will be. But yeah. I think if you put your money on it, something's going to happen. You might win a couple bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Also, now the NFL will be mulling roughing the passer penalties amid a whole lot of outrage recently. Two nasty uh, situations, really. Well, not nasty, but egregious. Yes. Egregiously bad calls solid word choice um so this according to a, a person with direct knowledge of the matter talking to the associated press and they're speaking anonymously because these are internal conversations apparently uh changes to the rule not expected during this season but uh the league uh, has uh, not has not given officials a directive to emphasize roughing calls uh following dolphins quarterback to a tongue concussion so apparently this isn't directly related to that is that what i took from that uh it's i don't know what it sounds like but that it, that wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, well, I guess it would make some sense. But uh, NFL owners are meeting on this uh, next week in New York. The league's competition committee, composed of six team owners, executives, and four head coaches, makes uh, most of the recommendations for the rule changes. Teams can propose rule changes to be voted on. Uh, they require 24 votes to pass. But one idea suggested by Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones last night, as he was flagged, might be to allow video video replay of roughing the passer calls. What do you think? I mean, is there too much video replay already? Or no, no, not in football. I, I don't think. I, th- I I think there are too many flags, but I don't think. Oh. I don't know if I was in the minority, but I was a fan of them uh, uh, being able to review pass interference calls. They just completely screwed up how to do it because the main focus was don't don't overturn it unless it's completely obvious, and even then they didn't overturn it. So this could be just the exact same thing. Well, it, I, I think they. Sh- I I agree that I don't think that there are enough reviews, reviewable plays out for football. I think there should be more. That could that should and could and should be one of them. And I think they should try and bring back uh, for pass interference as well. But I they, mean, they, obviously, protecting quarterbacks is a is a justifiable justifiable priority for owners. Yes, right. Uh, you get that. Yes, there are twenty five quarterbacks who make at least twenty five million dollars this season. Wow. Right, um, but. There was this questionable call, if you didn't see the game last night, uh, against uh, Jones. This is the second one of these in two days. Uh, nearly cost Kansas City the, the win last night, that 30-29 comeback victory over the Raiders. Chiefs had just scored to turn the deficit to 17-7. Jones stripped Raiders quarterback Derek Carr from behind just before halftime. 
He landed on Carr. He came up with the ball. Replay showed it was it was clearly loose. Jones cleanly recovered it, right? But the referee, Carl Sheffers, threw a flag for roughing the passer. Now, uh, also you may remember on Sunday, Falcons defensive tackle Grady Jarrett, uh, he got flagged by uh, referee Jerome Boger for what seemed like just a pretty run-of-the-mill tackle of Tom Brady. Yep. Uh, but, that penalty gave the Bucks a first down. They ran down the clock. They won the game. Yep. Right. But it was Tom Brady. But it was Tom Brady. You know he's going to get that call 90% of the time, 99% of the time. But, uh, you know, after the game, Chris Jones, I mean, he said, what do you want me to do? And if you really go back and you watch this plate, what do you want him to do? Uh, Isn't it roughing the passer if it, if it's either helmet to helmet or if it's a late hit? Yeah, well. I don't understand where, where there was roughing the passer if he still had the ball. Carl Sheffers, referee, he later explained last night his reasoning for issuing this. Was he spearing into his chest plate or something? He says the play became a penalty when Jones, quote, landed on Carr with his full body weight. <laughs> okay. Send this guy back to school and learn some physics. Yeah, Sometimes hello. you're a big guy, you fall. Yeah, he's a big guy. It's going to hurt. It's not like no you, matter can, what. You, you can't just magically become the JFK magic bullet and pull a right turn in yeah. midair. You know, if you're mid-air. falling, you're falling. Yes. So, um... They're, they're, and, and then, you know, Grady Jarrett also said he's still in disbelief over that flag that he got from Tom Brady. He's still talking about it just yesterday on a podcast. As he should be. A lot of people are very, very frustrated about this. Uh, Andy Reid, mm-hmm. head coach Andy Reid, uh, was asked about this, and he struggled as to, you know, to kind of coming coming up with a, a, an, an answer here. He didn't mm-hmm. want to say the wrong thing. He said he didn't want to get fined. Yeah, listen, I... I'm into the league. I'm on a couple committees there, and I so I, I I understand protecting the quarterback. That's important. It is important. There's a fine line, right? I mean, we we've just got to sort that out. But these guys, I mean, you know, they work their butt off to do a good job for us out here, and um, you know, and the league spends time doing it and looking at it, and so. But you know, there sometimes there's a point where uh, you got to let guys play and. We've just got to find where that happy medium is. So however long that's going to take. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. Um, I didn't mind the the, the, the replay of, of the pass interference, but we saw how, how well that worked out for the Saints in 2019. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When, you know, it clearly uh, didn't go their way. Mm-hmm. Experiment failed, mm-hmm. right? A so big-time big failure. Yeah. So Although may- we were the product of one overturn. In, in the, it was like the second game of the season for the Seahawks. Okay. They got one call overturned. So it worked and on, honestly, it shouldn't have been overturned no. <laughs> at all. <laughs> they completely screwed it up. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of the latest on the situation. Uh, going to be a meeting about this next week. Now, as for the game last night, uh, pretty pretty tight game. Yeah. 30-29, uh, close Chiefs win here. Real bonehead move by Raiders, though, to, yeah. not, to, to go for two when yeah. they were only down one. That's why you go for the extra point. Hello. Like there were still three minutes left, they got the ball back too. Yeah, this is a, they could have had a chance to at least you know go for a field goal. It would have been a completely different scenario for their final drive. Yeah, you know, I, they I, were I, desperate I, instead of you know just coasting towards the goal line, hoping to get there before time runs well, out. I think I think Josh McDaniels understood that there was a very very good chance they go to overtime and lose. So why don't we go well, and just try? Right, they didn't go to overtime. They and didn't. They still lost. Right, they didn't, but they could have. Uh, either way, I, I, a lot of Could people question. Nothing, a lot of people question lost. that call. Lots of people question that call. Now, here's here's one stat from the game I thought was kind of interesting: four touchdowns, seven catches, twenty five yards. <laughs> That's Travis Kels, player of the yeah, game. That was ridiculous. Uh, he's going to be remembered for the four touchdowns, <laughs> but come on, you ever seen a, a comical line like that? Seven. 
catches for 25 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns. That's crazy. Congratulations. Did you see what Devontae Adams did after the game? Yeah, he's apologizing that for that. I don't give a crap, man. Dude, that guy, that the guy filed a police report. Well, it was he went to the hospital. It was, I mean, you could he argue. Got thrashed to the You ground. could make the argument that was assault. Is pretty the, damn close. At the very least, 100% uncalled Look, for. Look, he's going to get a settlement for it. There's just no doubt about it. But oh, I just, what a stupid thing to do. I would have been the guy that got up and made Devontae Adams punch me in the face because I want a big payout. Yes. Yeah, do you got 100%. the money? He was in that mindset. You got the money, dude. Yep. So, so throw a punch, break my jaw. Look, I give think, me a vacation from the microphone. For I think, a while. I think he, yeah, I think he's gonna. This dude who is a photographer is still gonna get a nice vacation, regardless. I think so too. Yes. I th- but no, he uh, he did issue the statement. He says, "I want to apologize to the guy. There was a guy running off the field, and he ran like jumped right in front of me coming off the field. I bumped into him, kind of pushed him. Uh, he ended up on the ground. Now, there was no I bumped into him. No." But he goes nice on to say, try, DA. I just wanted to say uh, sorry to him for that. Shouldn't have responded that way, but that's how I initially responded. So I want to apologize to him for that, end quote. Get out of my life. What a horrible <laughs> response. What a it's horrible apology. Again, apology. say nothing. Don't say anything. Just say, dude, I'm sorry. Or reach out privately. Give me a break, man. Yeah. These, these guys. They, so need, we, they need better PR. The whole NFL needs better PR, if you ask yes. me, man. Uh, so coming up, a little October baseball talk, a little uh, playoff analysis, and <laughs> imagine celebrating too hard and knocking yourself out of the postseason ball games. All Can't together. relate. Yeah. It's going to happen. 512-834-1027 is the number. Give us a call here on the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the bullpen. Patrick Osborne. That guy's Brandon Elkins. Our phone number. Was that our life that just passed by us? No, that was... Because we're old now? Always reminiscent on old times? Speak for yourself, dude. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, actually, I do feel old. Yeah, you are older than me. I mean, I am the guy who throws his back out punching in the code at the apartment complex. Excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I've done that. Did you say you you pulled your back out putting in your apartment code? Yeah, more than once. The front door? More than once. No, at at the gate. The drive-in gate. Trying to open the gate? No, just... Oh, just reaching out of your car? Punching buttons. Okay. Look, man, I I threw my back out for four days because it... Well, I was taking my (laughs) golf clubs out of my my trunk, and one of my clubs got, like, hooked onto that little curved area, you know, where your light is when you're trying to pull it out? Yeah. Literally just, like, not even, like, a pound's worth worth of force, and all of a sudden just, like, cringed a shot up my back. I was dumb enough to then swing the ball for two hours, but yeah. When did you do this? Uh, two thousand. Oh, it wasn't recently. No. Okay. So it was like two thousand fourteen. Okay. All right. But I felt pretty pathetic. Although I probably shouldn't have played golf after that, but I really wanted to. But I don't. I I regret it. Well, you if still, you hurt your back, but don't do anything. Yeah, I listen. Stay down. I know that. Stay My, down. I was. Uh, I inherited. One of these legendary backs. I, I, My back hurts. You, you might have seen me just hobbled around the newsroom from time to time, dude. Cock. You like and I are the only ones. Five degrees down and to the left because I can't stand up straight. You and I are literally, literally the only ones who are limping around this place every every single day. day. There's always something wrong with this man. Always. <laughs> always. I wake up hurt. I wake up in pain. Not now, me. what a great segue into <laughs> this next story. You got to feel bad for Philadelphia Phillies reliever David Robinson. Out completely of the division series against the Braves with a celebration in- injury. Aye. A celebration injury. Aye. 
Yeah, no good. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but he strained his right calf jumping up in the air when Bryce Harper homered in, against the Cardinals <laughs> in the wild card round. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so manager Rob Thompson says he's devastated. He knows how big a part of the club he is. Yeah, I mean, and uh, you can't you you got to feel bad for him too because this wasn't like he did you know it's not like he was in, <laughs> slipped in the shower. No, you hurt yourself playing with his kids. Yeah, he was with the team celebrating a, a milestone event. Yeah. So you just God, you feel so bad. Now he's got to miss if now he's got to miss the whole division series. And he was fairly effective in August uh, for the Phils. Um, he came off a trade from the Cubs. He posted six saves in 11 games, 2.70 ERA. He threw an inning against St. Louis in game one of the wild card series, and he picked up a win there. Oh, man, he's 37 years old. And he should he's, know better. And he's old. Yeah. Don't jump, man. Yeah. Come on. Uh, well, old in baseball standards. Like, I'm older than that guy. But... Yeah, he's older than me by a year. Mm. Boy. Uh, Phillies used a closer by committee approach for the chunk of the season, a big chunk of the season, and nobody in the team had more than 12 saves. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's, that's a big loss for him. That is a big loss. But I heard, however, that they're doing okay right now. Last I checked, they're up two to one. Before we carry on with with the baseball analysis here, I, I, this reminded me um, celebratory in, celebration injuries. This is not the first time we've heard of this, mm-hmm. and they don't happen every day. When they do happen, it's always a shame, but it's also hard not to laugh a lot of times. <laughs> And so I was going back and I was trying to remember some uh, that, that stick in my mind from over the years. Now, one that sticks out, not necessarily an athlete, but mm-hmm. a, a, an overly excited fan. Uh, this was way back when Andy Murray, this was in tennis, uh, de- destroyed Novak Djokovic uh, to win Wimbledon, earning a second major win. Big enough deal that some overzealous fan nearly drowned over it. Uh, this guy was a yachtsman. He was moored near the Isle of Wight. He decided to take a celebratory dive into the sea. Uh, dislocated his shoulder when he hit the water and could barely get back into his boat. Almost Jeez. drowned. Um, yeah, yeah. There was uh, another time that uh, Lindsey Vaughn, back when she was dating Tiger Woods, she got all excited uh, when uh, she had a uh, she cut herself on a broken champagne bottle, celebrating victories on the Super G and downhill at the World Championships. Uh, grabbed mm-hmm. just a full on a full on uh, shard of glass. Ryan Dempster, way back when he was playing for the Cubs. Uh, he was thrilled when his team scored a big win over the Brewers. So thrilled, he uh, jumped hastily over the dugout railing, caught his foot, broke his toe on his right foot. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Lee, oh, same year, same team, even possibly even more embarrassing. Uh, he uh, gifted the Cubs the game-tying run that year on the top of the ninth against the, uh, the Giants. He entered the dugout celebrating. He got slapped on the helmet, and he <laughs> next spasm. Oh, <laughs> Forced God. him out of the game. Oh, Forced no. him out of the game. Uh, Tell me Kendris Morales is on that. Kendris Morales, uh, he is on this list. Let's see here. Where I, I literally I watched this one live. Where did I where did I put Kendris Let Morales? Let me paint the here. picture for you. He hits a walk-off home run. He here gets it is. he he yeah, he runs around third. He's still skipping and hollering and, and he's happy. He he takes the biggest jump I've ever seen someone take, jumps on home plate, fractures his leg. Yep. Yep. Fractured his lower leg. Celebrating at home plate for his walk off, he he jumped, he landed, and he fell. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, he was uh, a li- just a little bit too excited. Celebration as expected, short lived. Can you imagine though? How oh yeah. god, you broke your leg celebrating your own milestone yeah. event. Yeah, how tragedy. Now how one tragic. of the most one of the most infamous and well known, uh, Bill Gramatica. You may remember this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, forever yes. gone down in history is not only the kicker who managed to hurt himself without any contact involved, but also is the guy who tore his ACL 
while jumping in the air. <laughs> now, this one, you got to go way back to 01. Yep, for this one. December 01 is against the Arizona. I mean, he was a, he was an, a, a rookie with the Arizona Cardinals, I mm-hmm. should say. This is a 43 yard field goal straight through the uprights, first half of the game against the Giants. And in the ensuing situation, he jumped, came down awkwardly, immediately crumpled to the ground, torn ACL out for the remainder of the season. That was after he made the kick, right? right. Yeah, and that's why he was celebrating. Congratulations, Bill. Oy. Yeah, so there you go. Stay safe out so, there, so, everyone. Yeah. And, and, and many, many, there have, there have been many of these celebration injuries, but I just, I, it got to me thinking because what a time to go out yeah. uh, just on, on the eve of your, your division series mm-hmm. against the Braves, mm-hmm. defending world champ Braves. Now, as we speak, game one, mm-hmm. Phillies-Braves underway. Familiarity, not an issue here. As uh, this is the first time that these two NL East rivals have met in the postseason since Philly won the 1993 NLCS in six games, that's how that's how long it's been. Um, Phillies are up four to one as well, right? Phillies, now. Oh, Phillies are up four to one, top of the fourth. Now this is a, actually I'm I've got the Braves, I've got the Braves in in five, but I want the Phillies. I want the Phillies in this one. <sighs> I don't know Phillies. Phillies, there. I, I don't. I don't see it going their way. I don't. I don't either. But man, they're 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 they got some kind of confidence right that right now after you know scoring six against St. Louis. Bryce Harper's starting to heat off. up, right? He he's mm-hmm. uh, he's starting to heat up. He's been he's moved down from the number three to the number four spot. He's seeing the ball real well. Uh, there's uh, moving him there. This created some good separation between him and Kyle Schwarber in the lineup. And uh, I, I I yeah I, I I like what I'm seeing. But I don't. I, I just don't think that they've got the tools to take down this Braves team. This yeah. is a better Braves club really than last is. year yeah. when they won the World Series. These guys are really good. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, eight. I, I would. I would love to see it go to five games. I'd love to see all these series go to five games. Why the hell not? Mm. Just do it. Play them all. I'm with you, dude. I don't know why anybody would want anything but. There's if, nothing, if, and and especially in the seven game series, there's nothing more exciting than a game seven deciding. You know. Yeah. So if it went to five, the home team gets that final game, right? Because it's a two-two-one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the Braves, though. I like the Braves. Uh, they they've got eight different Braves hit fifteen homers for the first time in franchise history this year. Yeah, they're pretty good. They've got just some some pop in those bats. Uh, Austin Riley, Matt and that Olson. was without Acuna for most of the season. Correct. Too. Correct. He, Austin, he could have been one of them. Austin Riley and uh, Matt Olson. They rank first and second in the NL in uh, extra base hits. And Atlanta's just relying on a tremendous power potential that yeah. is really just up and down this lineup. I can't tell you how grateful I was to see Matt Olson leave the American League and leave you the were. Oakland A's. Yeah. So tired I of seeing that thrilled. man. He is way he was way too good to be on that team. I'm glad he's on a good team now. Yeah. Uh so we'll see. The Phil's got uh, lefty Ranger Suarez up and Braves got Max Fried. On the on the bump today. Uh Philly's healthy entering, but uh Ozzie Albies for the Braves, he's still out. Uh, with a, a fractured right pinky, so <sighs> darn it. But uh, yeah, but like I was saying, listen, Br- Bryce Harper, he worked a big walk in Game One of a dramatic ninth inning comeback, then crushed a homer uh, in Game Two in the wild card. Could be a sign he's heating up uh, at the right time coming into the NLDS here. Like I but, keep saying, it's all, it just takes one random player to 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 get your team over the edge. On the other side, though, the Braves got their rookie Spencer Strider back uh, into the into the roster from an oblique injury. He hadn't pitched since September 18th, but uh, he's he's one of the more uh, popular guys on the on the, mm-hmm. the Braves club right now. He he hurls a, a triple digit fastball, and he's got a pretty badass bushy mustache on top say, of that. He's got the greatest 70s stash yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, 
Like this guy just crawled out of a, of a. He crawled out of Boogie Nights. Yeah, I was just about to say something like that, a Ron Jeremy film, something <laughs> like that. Uh, but he threw off the mound Sunday. He says he feels great entering the postseason. So you know that that's only going to help the the, uh, huh? the Braves there. Giddy up, giddy up indeed. Now, perhaps the most important game of the day. Mm-hmm. That would be an hour from now, my friend. One hour from now. It is actually, uh, yeah. Close enough. One hour and four minutes. Whatever. 64 minutes, if you want to be exact, or 63 and some change. Sounds great. Astros, a playoff-tested team, uh, probably an Ooh, understatement at this What a way to describe them. Come on, man. If you, <laughs> at this point, it feels like they've been in the playoffs since God himself created the earth. Oh, my okay? God. That's how long these guys have been great. Don't forget, before all this, y'all were a 100-lost team Consistently, all right. What do you guys done? The don't last forget where years? you've been from. You don't forget where you came from. What do you guys done the last twenty? I'm years? just saying, don't forget where you've come from. Except for that one year that Mike Cameron hit like four home runs. Was that like 07, 06? What else have y'all done? Man, I wish it was that that, that early. That was like that was 2002. Was that 02? Yes. I could have sworn that was like 06. No, 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 no. God, no. time flies. Because he no, but, he left in 03. That's right to go to the Mets. That's one of the most. But you know, there there haven't been a ton of four homer games uh, throughout the history, and that's one of I think probably the most memorable four homer game I ever watched. Well, not only that, him and Brett Boone hit two home runs in the same right. inning. That's right. This was that back was a, to was back a big game. Yeah, big and game. one of them was a grand slam. Love it. So Mariners in playoffs for the first time in 21 years. This will be a pretty tantalizing ALDS here, I think. You got Justin Verlander, favorite for the Cy Young. Uh, he's getting the start here. Astros home field advantage. Uh, then you've got guys like Altuve, Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez. They're all experienced coming up against a real young Mariners team led by a 2022 Rookie of the Year favorite, Julio Rodriguez. That's right. Um, Astros, Mariners, no strangers. 19 times they faced off this year. Astros own in the uh, the record 12-7. I can't believe we got seven wins off y'all this year. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Did all right. Yeah. Uh, but the Astros, they went 106-56, and 56, uh, 16 games over Seattle. Uh, Astros, get this, 79 playoff games since they broke through in 2015. Uh, meantime, Mariners they swept the best of three wild card series. And uh, first playoff game going to be hosted at T-Mobile Park in 21 years. Actually, didn't y'all play in the Kingdom back then? When? Still 2001. No, that was the year they, they moved. Was it? No, okay. no, no, no. They moved in uh, 2000. So, okay. Yeah, so, so, all right. They were in safe go field. Safe go. All yes. right. But don't forget, Logan, Logan Gilbert has a 2.52 ERA and four starts against the Astros. He looks great. So he, he looks great. Is, this don't don't think this is going to be a, a slugfest. This is not going to be a slugfest. It's not going to be a necessarily a walk in the park. No. Two very, very good I give the Mariners at least... I'm being realistic. All jokes aside, all razzing aside, I give the Mariners at least one victory, but I don't see them I'm moving, hoping it's moving at on. Home. I'm hoping it's at home. At but where they get the win? Yeah. I think that'd be great. I'd love, love to see them win in front of that now, crowd. Just just one, if that's all it takes. Obviously, I want the Astros to win this. Yes. Because if, if not the Red Sox, then give me the Astros. Right. But if your guys beat the Astros, I think I'll be happy enough because I like Seattle enough and happy enough for you Good vibes only. I don't know if I don't know if saying I'd be okay with it is accurate, but I could deal with it. Okay, I think I could deal with I it. I appreciate that. I don't believe it's going to happen. All honesty, I will not root for your team ever. So that's fair enough. Sorry about that. Uh, Verlander eighteen and four with a one seven five ERA, making his first playoff start since he lost two games in, tw- in the twenty nineteen uh, series. But he posted a point eight three WHIP and a one eighty six opponent batting average this season. My God, Cy Young baby. He was holding batters below the Mendoza line. He's a shoo-in for all season. Hall of Fame, Cy Young, 
Easy. Yeah. Now, if you're planning, if you're planning to make it to a Minute Maid Park mm-hmm. for uh, any of the postseason festivities, and here's hoping there are quite a few of them. Yeah. Just a heads up, the Astros uh, got some new food options. Oh. Chicharron, chicharron nachos, fresh fried chicharrones loaded up like traditional nachos, fried pickle nachos, buffalo chicken hot sauce, buttermilk ranch, green onions. Are you hungry yet? I've been hungry since before this show started, so thank you. It's now, here's really something that will kill my appetite right here and now. They call it the Level Up Burger. Sounds good enough until you tell me there's cheese and pumpkin bacon and onion jam. No thanks. Okay, onion jam is fine. Did you say pumpkin bacon? I'd what said, the hell I does that pumpkin mean? pumpkin bacon. These are two words that shouldn't belong is that, together. Is ever. that like seasoned bacon? Or is that bacon know, with man. seasoned pumpkin? It's horrific is what it is. I, I don't want. I don't even like pumpkin pie, let alone something on bacon. Get the, out of the here. The only time pumpkin and bacon should be used in the same sentence if it's like, Never? "Hey, get that damn pumpkin off my plate because I want that bacon." <laughs> That's about it. Amen, brother. Amen. But anyway, uh, pastrami nachos, loaded mac and cheese, pastrami sandwich, a pumpkin cold brew float. I sense a theme. The pumpkins, man. Gross. I sense a theme. Pumpkins Gross. and nachos. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, good ballpark food only available during yeah. the postseason. I have so. had their nachos. I have had their hot dogs. I have had their torchies. 100% good. They're torches. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah, uh, stage is set also for a clash of Major League home run leader Aaron Judge. Big swing in the Yankees taking on the guard, uh, the Guardians. I don't think the Guardians have a chance. Uh, no, dude. No way. I know Jose Ramirez. The, Jose Ramirez is going to be an MVP one day. This is this, He's a yeah. really good player, but he is not enough to help get that team past the Yankees this, at all. This is the only series that I, I'm taking a sweep. Yeah. Yankees sweep the Guardians, no question about it. Well, no, I, mean, I don't. I wouldn't look, say they've no got question. Tyler Glasnow. I yeah. mean, you know, they, they have good pitching. Yeah. They have really good pitching. Shane Bieber as well. Bieber, although but, you don't hear about him much anymore. You heard about him all the time. Seemed like a couple seasons ago, and then you never hear him hear the yeah. name much. Anymore. Well, he's kind of regressed from from that. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a Cy Young. He was a Cy Young candidate that year. He hasn't been since. However, I'm not saying he's bad. He is good, but I mean that Yankees lineup is redonkulous and. I don't think it's enough for that pitching to hold him back. No. So this game, uh, 6.30 tonight at Yankee Stadium. Aaron Judge hitting leadoff. Mm-hmm. And good luck. Good luck, Guardian. It's Guardians. Just, it's just so odd. A guy like Aaron Judge hitting leadoff. I mean, with, with that kind I of I don't po- think, yeah, now he shouldn't be hitting leadoff. He doesn't need to hit leadoff now, but maybe he likes it. Look, if he likes it, let him do what he wants. It's uh, yeah. Well, look, looks like they got in three and four. They Well, three, four, and five. Glaber Torres, Josh Donaldson, John Carlos Stanton. Put Glaber Torres up top. You could can get on base. You could put Glaber up there, sure. Uh, probably makes more sense. He's he's faster yeah. than Aaron Judge, which I mean, so you get Look, better speed Aaron, in your leadoff. Aaron spot. Judge is not slow, but for six seven, he can run pretty fast. He can run pretty fast, but uh, Glaber I again you, for six foot seven, he's got range. Sometimes I wonder how guys that tall don't like trip and break their legs. You know, I, I just I feel like I would. You see, because like they NBA work, they, players like Minute Bowl. It's like, how did you not snap something? Uh, because besides uh, people like us, they work out every single day. Yeah. Every single day. They're not lumps that sit behind microphones exactly. in a dank radio studio. Hey, I play softball three times a week, no. all right? <laughs> and then I That's a lot, all right? Drink, and then I drink about 16. Let beers. me tell you how many. No, I don't drink, bro. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you. I don't. At least not publicly, right? No, not I'm, at I'm all. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Yankees rolling out uh, Garrett Cole tonight. Posted Look, went thirteen and eight I, with a three five ERA for the season. I will say, I know, I know. We just said that the Yankees are 
the best, or they're going to just roll past the Guardians. That's because the Guardians aren't that good. If the Guardians have any chance to take a game, it's this one. Because Garrett Cole, as good as he's been this year, he has struggled. And when he does, he gives up a lot of home runs. And this team can hit home runs. This Guardians team could still hit home runs. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But the fact that they could barely get past who they play, I don't remember who they played. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm totally done. I, well, I mean, and then they went, the they went complete. They went 15 innings without scoring a run and had to get Rays, one home the Rays. run. Yeah, the yeah, Rays. The Rays. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, I just think if they can, st- if the Guardians can steal a game, it's going to be against Garrett Cole. Yeah. Uh... I, I'm, I'm against an ace. I would like to. I like Terry Francona. You know, as a manager, I would like to see him have a little more success. Uh, I think I like him because he he broke the curse of the Bambino in '04 yep. when he was managing for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so he's he's managing for the card uh, the uh, Guardians. But yeah, I, he's I a seasoned vet. He knows he knows how to get through the postseason. So I mean, maybe we shouldn't count him out. I, I, I count him out. They're, they're, maybe, maybe, maybe they can take it to four. Maybe it won't be a sweep. Maybe they can get one. Maybe they and can I'm get saying, one. I, I, I still think if they can, if they want to win this series, they got to steal tonight. Yeah, they got to get tonight. They got to get it against Garrett Cole. And then rounding out the night of baseball, eight thirty tonight, Padres Dodgers game one. I'm so happy for Bob Melvin. I, I'm Padres such, are getting, I'm such a fan of Bob Melvin. So yeah, yeah, coach of the Rays. Yeah, right. manager of the Rays. Uh, Padres owner uh, Peter Seidler said the Dodgers are, quote, the dragon up the freeway tr- we're trying to slay, and they're going to get their chance. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. They're setting off against uh, the uh, the NL Division Series tonight. L.A.'s got home field advantage throughout the whole postseason, putting up, what, 111 wins? 111 games they that won this year. insane. They are just the fifth team in MLB history to win at least 111 games in a season. They were so close to 116. I, 57 they won if at Dodgers they had, If they get uh, – more pitching this off season, I think they could. I think they got a shot at one sixteen. I don't. I wouldn't mind them tying that that record. I don't care. That's a I lot would. of wins. I would. Look, <laughs> I don't. I don't like to see success out of the Dodgers or the Cubs ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah, or the Yankees. But I don't know. I still have a soft spot for the Dodgers, and I know that's e- such so easy to say because they've been so good for so long. But I don't know. I've always, you know, I've always had the wet. I've been on the West Coast. I've always had the. California dreams of wanting to live in LA and go to Dodgers games and blah blah blah, but really? I still got a soft spot. Oh, that's kind of cool. I wanted to be an actor when I was living back in Seattle. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. I did that. I did that whole thing for a few years. So we've got the Padres, uh, Mike Clevenger on the mound tonight, getting the start seven seven uh, four three three ERA on the season. Uh, Dodgers rolling out Julio Urias with the seven. He went seventeen and seven. Pretty damn good, too. Pretty good. 216 ERA on the season. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, they're holding him for game two. Yeah. And, and that uh, may be the last time he ever pitches again if they lose the series. Your eyes went 3 0 with a 150 ERA and four starts against the Padres this season. Kershaw 1 0 with a .75 ERA and two starts against them. Ah, uh, this is. <laughs> Look, we didn't expect them to. <laughs> game three, I think, is their best chance for a. a we didn't win expect the them to get by the Mets. The Mets were a really good team. Yeah. So, yeah. If they can, I mean, you never know. I still think the Do- you're right. The Dodgers are the best team in you know this a century. No doubt, the about team it. of the century. They are absolutely. But yeah, playoffs, man. You never know. So uh, before we go to break, Yankees Guardians, give me the give me your prediction. I mean Yankees, Yankees in four, Yankees, Yankees in, four. in four at least. Astros Mariners legit prediction, not a homer prediction. Uh, uh you making me go legit? Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't root for the guys. Mariners in five. Okay. <laughs> 
Really? <laughs> okay. Braves, Phillies. Uh, Braves and four. Braves and four. Dodgers, Padres. Dodgers and three. Dodgers and three. <laughs> Dodgers. And I want to be optimistic, but I can't. Dodgers now. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. They might as well skip the series. Uh, all right. So, I'm, yeah, I'm taking Yankees and four. Astros and four. Okay. Uh, Braves. Look, I would Braves be happy Dodgers if and, it goes to four. Uh, Braves and uh, actually a Yankees and three. Astros and four. Braves and four. Dodgers and three. Heard. That's me. Bring it on. Stick around. Coming up. Playoffs, baby. We got a little more college football action. Steve Sarkeesian revealing the plan for tight end Jatavion Sanders and Jaleel Billingsley. 512-834-1027 is a number. Give us a call. This is the Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. It's confidence. Yeah, welcome to the Bullpen. 100% confidence. I don't know. I was laughing at the do I don't know why that caught my ears. In a, I didn't hear that. I think you're hearing things. As you said during the break, it's because I got my ear, my headphones on. Exactly. As you sit over there and, you know, be cool. In my solitude just, without just my a, headphones just on. Just a cool guy so with I the sunglasses and the bloody shins and the dark. Don't have to keep hearing PSAs all day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Welcome back to the bullpen, my friends. 512-834-1027 is our number here. Welcome back. He's uh, Brandon uh, Cotter Elkins. Hello. That's and, me. And uh, I am uh, Patrick Osborne. Good. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, you got a, we, we, we had a, a good little baseball chat, postseason baseball. God, I could talk baseball for no, 13 no. straight hours. One day. One day. One day. One day. Uh, but uh, we do have other stuff to get to, including uh, Steve Sarkeesian reacting to the Longhorns' tight end plan for Jatavion Sanders and Jaleel Billingsley. Uh, it's been kind of an interesting watch, mm. this tight end position this season. Jatavion mm. uh, Sanders, when his whole freshman year, he didn't, he didn't record a catch, and then he's just exploded onto the scene this season. Uh, following that that shutout over Oklahoma on Saturday, he emerged as the best statistical tight end of the Big 12. He now leads the position in catches of 25, receiving yards with 283, and he's tied for first among all pass catchers in the conference with five touchdowns. I mean, most of that's Hudson Card, though. So that would be You're right. That, that was probably Hudson Card's guy. And I don't know what his uh, stats were um, against Oklahoma compared to what he, he was with Hudson Card, but I don't know. I mean, maybe... Being able to, you know, be his uh, security blanket, as you as you would say in football, for Hudson Card, it's gained him a lot of confidence and probably had a big game with uh, Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Letting him know, like, hey, I'm here. Throw me the ball. I got you. Uh, I, I mean. Even though they got Whittington and Worthy, just who can catch literally anything. Well, so Texas now six games into the, into the season, and they're ahead of this matchup against Iowa State. And guess who's coming back? Who's that? Jaleel Billingsley. Uh, if you may remember, um, he uh, Steve Sarkeesian announced that he was serving a six-game suspension. This was a punishment, Sark said, wasn't the result of any legal trouble and not a suspension from Alabama or Texas, but it was from the NCAA itself. He didn't really expound uh, much beyond that. Mm. And he's back, and he's going to suit up for the first time as a Longhorn. Yesterday, Sark admitted that having a guy like Billingsley back is uh, going to make the offense all the more dangerous. And he totaled 37 catches, 559 yards, and six touchdowns during his three-year career with Alabama. Mm. So you better believe it's going to make the offense out. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, Salivating sight for for Texas fans, probably. Just imagining the receiving skills of Sanders, the experience of Billingsley, uh, potentially lining up together and and making plays on play-action passes from Quinn Ewers. Mm -hmm. This is the potential to really propel Texas. But there's also a question now, well, with Billingsley back, what does that mean for Sanders? And Sark made sure to clear that up. He says, I think Jaleel can just add to that. 
It shouldn't take away from JT at all. So, yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Either I, way, that's uh, that's five really good receivers you got now. Sanders has got a back-to-back touchdown uh, or a touchdown. No, no, back-to-back two touchdown games. Five catches, seventy-one yards, two scores against OU. To answer your question, this is a dominant offense, man. S- certainly been living up to the offensive hype uh, that uh, Sark made sure everybody was aware of over the offseason. Yeah. So, even with Hudson cards, like what did he have? One hundred and two yards the other day, or yeah, last was, week, or something like that. Yeah, it was very little. Yeah. These guys are still dominating, so it, it's clear this is going to be a high-powered offense the rest of the year. Now, something we had hoped and we weren't sure of in the beginning of the season. I think we're. I think a, a lot of the boxes are being checked on this offense. I don't know how much you know about the Cyclones, but but how do you like the Longhorns' chance against Iowa State? I think if uh, the defense played like it did uh, against Oklahoma, then I think the Longhorns will take this one. Is it? So, is it in Ames? It's in Ames, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, Iowa. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're coming here. Oh, they're here. They're coming okay. here. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I take the Longhorns in this one definitely. Sark says that he thinks that Iowa State has the best defense in all the Big Twelve, so he's not taking them lightly. Bring clearly, it. not not I taking say them lightly it. at all. I'm not the coach, so I say bring it on. Now, when you think about it, I mean, in a vacuum, the Iowa State loss last year was one of the worst losses the Longhorns have suffered since probably back in 2015 when they lost to TCU 50-7 to in Fort Worth. Don't forget about Kansas. That was a pretty bad one, too. That was a really bad loss. But on a broader spectrum, it was really just one of seven losses and six blown leads, you know, to to make for a a terrible season Mm -hmm. for the Texas Longhorns. Uh, But... uh, there, there are some questions as to whether or not this may be sort of a the Longhorns are now in kind of a, a revenge tour, especially after what they did to OU on Saturday. Oh yeah. Although OU is definitely not the same OU they played last year. No, absolutely like, not. Not but, even close. But it's still the OU it's you love to hate. Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't really care. Hey, it's uh, one fifty three. Oklahoma still sucks. There you go. Uh, but Sark says uh, the game's not about getting revenge on the Cyclones for embarrassing them last year. It's more about him and his team proving that they can be as good as they, you know as they believe they are, and that they are capable of beating Iowa State. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's a kickoff 11 a.m. Saturday here in Austin at DKR Stadium. <sighs> Stupid 11 Another 11 kickoffs. o'clock game, I know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think as I, – I like Tech. I, based on what I've seen, I mean, barring some sort of meltdown, uh, guys just not being able to be on the same page. I would – With this offense, yeah. I don't really think that a great Iowa State defense can stop it. I would I would be surprised if they gave up more than conservatively seventeen points. How about that? The I horns? think between yeah, I think if they go, I think they're going to be within the ten to seventeen point threshold of giving up points. Maybe like I a, think it's going to be like a fourteen ten. No, I'd probably say twenty seven thirteen. Oh oh okay, I misunderstood what you're saying. Yeah, okay, I, I, I I did not explain that very well. No, but I got but yeah, I, I see him. <laughs> That was a very confusing way to describe that I think they're only going to score 13 points. <laughs> but that's who I am, so welcome. I'm glad you're enjoying us. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 there's a lot to be excited about with this Longhorns team. They're a couple of frustrating losses this year, but... Um, they're weathering the storm, man. They really, really are. Really, they are. They responded very well to that bad loss to Texas Tech and just completely rolled Oklahoma. It's almost like they and just now they're full strength. It. Well, they're full strength now, yeah. I think. Pretty I don't know. Much. I think Worthy's okay again, right? Correct? I believe so. Uh, and then you got Quinn Ewers back, and clearly he's doing very well. He's going to be all right. We Joel weren't Dillon's sure. back from his suspension. Yeah. I mean, like like we said yesterday, Quinn Ewers only has nine 
quarters of college football under his belt, and look how good he looks. That kid I really hope boys, he stays, man. One. I think, and I think he will. I think he'll he'll come back next year. This is going to be a legit team. Doesn't he drive some slick nil car? He got like Aston Martin or uh, Alfa Romeo or something probably. like that. I know uh, Bijan has the Lambo. That's right. I don't know. And Quinn, the mustard. I think Quinn Ewers does have an Aston Martin. I think. I, think I don't you're know. Right. I could be wrong. Or he, he. I know he's got a big truck too. I should have stayed playing sports. <laughs> Shouldn't we all? Look, even if we did, we wouldn't be getting these deals. Because back then they didn't care about now, us. There, were, there was a time when you could, when you could, you know, you could be on a guy on the radio and you could actually drive cars. Uh, you know, uh, Ron Chapman, legend from North Texas. You love he to bring to, up Ron Chapman. He used to do uh, 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 car spots all the time. He was, the guy was driving different Cadillacs like every other week. Those are the good old I days. I like cars. I grew up days. around cars. I know all th- all their things to know about cars. But that's the closest we could ever get to NIL in radio, that's and that true. doesn't even exist for us anymore. Boo-hoo. Uh, so, Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are uh, running out of time here on the bullpen. We've had plenty to talk about today. A little news. Live Golf keeps making its mm-hmm. – rearing its head. Did they get a network yet? They have not. Oh, you are still got to watch them on YouTube. Uh, players still not getting official golf rankings. However, Hideki Matsuyama. What was the point of passing that if they're not going to acknowledge it? See, that's the thing I don't get. You, you, what, what are you talking? You mean? What well, do you mean? Why? Why don't they still have the rank if they pass that? You mean with the, the MENA, the the Middle East North Africa tour? I don't know. They, However, they the hell with? they did it, but they got it. Why aren't they accepting it? Well, from or what are they I understand, until after this tournament, what I understand, there was this this previous tournament where they where Liv thought they were going to get their rankings, right. and then this upcoming tournament, both of which I believe not enough time, according to the OWGR. Uh, had, I, I don't. Those know. guys are names are still in the world rankings. All you have to do is I'm I'm assuming just activate their names again. Yeah. Or just because I'm sure they just got deleted, so just throw them back on there. This is not difficult. They're trying. They're drawing this out. Uh, they're doing that on purpose. Masters champion. So petty. Or previous Masters champion Hideki Matsuyama. He says the players who left to compete and live, they should be entitled to to earn ranking points. You know, at this point, I well, I never really disagree, but it, you know, at this point, just give them the rankings or don't. But shut up about it. Seriously. All right, you guys want to play your They're golf? They're getting paid. You want to? You want to hit your golf ball? You want to? You know? Um, you want to hit your golf ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit it hard. Want to hit it all the way out there? <laughs> Give it a little tappy. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. tap yeah. Uh, you know, you want to do that? Stop complaining. You guys are making more money than all of us in this building combined will see in our lifetimes. Yes. Just for one event, like four thirteen times over. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you don't get your rankings, boo hoo! You're I'm, still paid. You're still paying. You're still getting paid. To do what you love. I bet you you could find a way, Liv could find a way to launch its own golf rankings. Yeah. Eventually, everything melds back together, and then you've got the PGIV or, you know, <laughs> the, 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 the LIGA, <laughs> L, the L-I-G-A or, or something like that, you know, but yeah. I wouldn't use that one. They're going to? No. The Liga? La Liga? It, isn't that a, that's a, I think that's a football club. Sure. Soccer club. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> Austin FC is in the playoffs. Woo! Hey, speaking of soccer, real quick, uh, a, a, a million dollar winner take all prize will be on the line next summer. It's a seven on seven soccer tournament that's going to be held in North Carolina. A million dollar winner take all prize. Damn. Uh, this is uh, the, it's, it's simply known as the soccer tournament. It's going to be run by TBT Enterprise, the same group that founded the basketball tournament about 10 years ago. That event started as a 32-team, five-on-five basketball tournament, winner-take-all, half-million-dollar prize. It's since grown to 64 teams and a million dollars, attracting top talent from all over the world, broadcast by ESPN. 
Now the group's applying the same concept to soccer. One million dollar seven on seven winner take all soccer match. Pretty Hell cool. yeah! I Bring it the, on! Let's I dig do the it. concept. Yeah, I dig the concept. Okay. Yes, indeed. Good luck. And that's going to do it for us today here on the bullpen. We appreciate you joining us. Stick around. Paul Feinbaum is up next. Sports talk with Ed and Beto at four. Amen. He's Brandon. I'm Patrick. You're Patrick. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya.